Welcome to the Power Couples Rock Podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out, powercouplesrock.com, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again. Well, maybe this is your first time to the Power Couples Rock podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Sonia. And two of my most favorite people in the universe. <laughs> There's that universe. Catherine and Carlos Green. Hello. I love you guys. It's such a great time hanging uh, with, with you guys today before we even started this podcast. If this is your first time listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast, welcome. Thank you. Um, it's really awesome that you guys press play and took a shot. We asked that you give us, um, a minute or two, um, to, to listen to what we have to say. If you want to go back to the intro, uh, we talked a lot about who we were and how we met and really what our hearts are and what we really want to do, um, going forward on all these podcasts. Uh, but we felt like the next podcast in uh, in the series after the intro, to really to start this whole thing off, is to talk about what is a power couple. You're seeing this Power Couples Rock podcast. You may be on the website, Power Couples Rock, or Facebook, or however you got here. Uh, again, thank you. But you're wondering... What is a power couple? Uh, are you guys lifting weights? Are you uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, power That's lifting, right. CrossFit? What What is a power couple? Um, so I, I really want to turn this over to Carlos and Catherine because this is really uh, their their heart, and they really have. And and I think Sonia and I will will talk a lot a little bit about what we feel a power couple is. But Carlos, Catherine, if if you would, um, I'm just gonna put this out here. What, what do you consider is a power couple? So I believe, thanks, Chris. I believe when we started Power Couples Rock, we took a look at what society or how society defined power couple. And if you notice, if you look around throughout the media, most people that are labeled power couples, it's based on their being them being celebrities mm. or philanthropists yep. doesn't matter what sex orientation they are. It's just that the media or society is going to define who a power couple is. Mm. And when we started looking at it, we felt that a power couple should be one of those couples that truly use the word of God and believe in. God to give them their power and how they maximize their relationship. Okay. That sounds great, Carlos. <laughs> Uh-oh, here Uh-oh. comes a curveball. Here it comes. Yeah. No. 
I look at it also to add to what Carlos says um, about being a power couple. I look at it as a power couple is one who invests in each other. Mm. Um, They want the best for their mate and they want the best for their relationship. And so they do things that empower them. And and so they're each other's rock, and we consider the power, the rock to be um, Christ mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. lives. That's our rock, and that's who we go to. But we put each other first, and that helps us to become the power couple that we speak about. And additional, in addition to that, is we consider power couple investing in these six core areas, and that's faith, family finance, future, fitness, and fun. And if you can invest in those things and keep those in the forefront, then we consider you a power couple. And let me add one more thing. You don't have to be in a celebrity status. Anybody can be a power couple. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, as he said, in society, you know, you're selected by, you know, your status. Mm-hmm. And and this, what we want to believe is all of us are part of a collective community and all of us have the power within us to become who we need to be in our relationship to one another. We I did. Think, Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I, I think that's key is I think a lot of people that are, are looking at this from the outside and don't know uh, what, what your heart is. They look at it as like, if you can achieve like power couple status, and that's not at all what you guys are talking about. What mm-hmm. you guys are talking about and kind of how maybe what I would view a, a power couple is anyone who wants to take their marriage and their family and really take the priority level that may be at two, three, four, five, and put it at the top and want to learn how to do that. Yes. You can be um, in, in trouble right now in your marriage. You could have a wonderful marriage. What we want to do is try to like make both of those situations and every situation in between the best it can be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind that's kind of great. how I view a power couple, I guess. I think oh. so too. One of the things that we did was to do a lot of meditating and searching on biblically that definition of a power couple. Mm -hmm. And we founded Power Couples Rock on this particular scripture, if you guys don't mind. I just want to read it. No, of course. And it comes from Philippians 1, 9 through 11. Philippians 1, 9 through 11. And it says, So this is my prayer, that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but love well. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary, a life Jesus will be proud of, bountiful in fruits from the soul, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. And that's a very intentional scripture that you should live by, that we try to live by daily. I mean, you could do, we could do a podcast and every one of those sentences. Yes. And that's just, (laughs) yes, there's, there's, there's a lot in there. Now, was that the background of that? Is that speaking directly to marriage? It It is. Um, well, this is actually when 
in Philippians when John is actually, no, I'm sorry, Paul is actually talking to the Philippians okay. about how to love each other. Hmm. And so with Catherine being my first priority, my first ministry, I apply that to our marriage. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Sonia, to you, what's a, what's a power couple? That's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, I think I kind of look at it the same way as, as Carlos and Catherine. Um, I kind of view a power couple as a couple that's willing to power through the good times, the, the, but more importantly, the bad times, um, to do the right thing, live their marriage or their life in a way that glorifies God. Um, it's not always going to be easy, but I think to stand firm in what God says about marriage and the way he views it, if you can get through that, then you're a power couple. Mm. You're somebody that Mm. that's looking to make the most of your marriage. I know sometimes it's very easy to fall into just the status quo, um, to get comfortable with life, um, to just be doing life, but I think to be intentional about making your marriage mm-hmm. the most that it can be instead of just, oh, it's just, we're just married. Um, if you're able to do that, then you're a power couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's great. So we talked a lot about what each one of us believes a power couple could be. And I think there's going to be other people out there that are listening to this podcast, maybe for the first time, or uh, maybe they've already been on powercouplesrock.com, uh, you know, or on the Facebook page that are already, um, you know, involved and they have their feelings. We'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us. We, you know, we'd love to eventually start talking about uh, some of those feedback and uh, some of that feedback and uh, messages uh, on these podcasts. But um, another question I, I just wanted to put out there uh, uh, to the uh, to the room here is um, how do we maximize uh, our power as power couples? As, as it, we talked a lot about um, what we believe a power couple is, and we talked about adversity, um, uh, like like Sonia had had spoken about. We talked a lot about this 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 verse that Carlos had had brought that had like so much stuff to think about. But how can we, um, in your estimation, maximize our power uh, as a power couple? I'll let you start off, Carlos, again, and then I'll okay. follow you. So, so how do we maximize our relationship as a power couple? I believe when people enter into their relationships it's very sentimental or they get infatuated with one another. And then they start to go down the line of, well, we want to get married and build a life together, but they may not truly realize the power that they're entering into Mm. because they may be looking at how does society do it? Mm. What's the cycle that actually happens Instead of saying, we're joining two 
great people together mm. and we're going to maximize our resources. How do we intentionally do that and how do we invest in that? Wow. And so Catherine and I talk a lot about how do we be intentional about setting our goals that are surrounding us so that we can maximize all the gifts and talents that God has provided us with. Mm. And that not only goes into how we operate as an as a team, but also our language. What does our mm. language say about our teamwork, our maximizing our opportunities, our really looking forward, and how do we influence others so that they can maximize their relationship? It's just always in a moving forward according to the word of God, but it's always a moving forward and being very intentional about how we want to live our lives mm-hmm. drama free mm-hmm. incorporate marriage protection strategies mm-hmm. that wow. we've actually looked at mm-hmm. establishing those non-negotiables understanding what our value system looks like mm-hmm. how do we respect and protect our relationship mm-hmm. that's what's so important for us and how we feel that we can maximize our relationship to be a true power couple. You know, what's crazy is that the world we're in now is the complete antithesis of everything you just said, Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, this is the person I I feel like I should marry, but you know what, if it doesn't work out and more often than not, the percentages are is it's not working out. Correct. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about is saying, don't just say I do and check in and hope everything's just going to be cool for the rest of your life. That's the start. Correct. Right? Yes. That's the start yes. of what is becoming a power couple. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's you right. have, you, the, you, you say I do, but this person you said I do to changes. And in year two, three, whenever that person changes, you don't just go, you know what? We just drifted apart. <laughs> Mm. And, you know, my brother, he got a divorce because the same thing happened. And, and, you know, my parents, you know, they were on their, you know, it's, it, it just becomes so easy to fall into that and allow that to happen as opposed to rolling up your sleeves and saying, I made a promise to this person. This person's going to change. I dedicated myself to this person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to work through this mm-hmm. and we're going to get stronger on the, on the mm-hmm. other side. Yeah, um, it's it's the complete antithesis, really, of yes. what's kind of prevalent right now. That's right. So. I like um, the word intentionality, and Carlos has talked about that. And we are intentional with with all that we do in investing in our marriage and family. And I recently spoke at a wedding, and I had said that marriage is work, and people they get very nervous or mm. they tremble when you put the words marriage and work together. Yep. Um, but I challenge people to look at marriage as a masterpiece. Mm. And just like all masterpieces, it takes work and dedication and commitment. And some of the great masterpieces like Mount Rushmore, like the Taj Mahal mm-hmm. or like the, um, the Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. It did not just happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It takes, it took work. And that's what our marriage is. It's work. I 
I wasn't there when they chiseled Mount Rushmore, but I can imagine they were getting excited about when they start to see all the beauty that it was bringing and coming to life. Yeah. Um, and so I, I look at that as marriage as being that, and it's going to be some work. And as you said, Chris, we change over year over That's the right. years. I am not who I was when I first married him in the way, like emotionally, spiritually, mm. a lot of things have changed over those years. I've grown. I'm, I'm, I'm better, I believe, and wiser in making decisions about the things that we do in life. And mm. so I think it's so important that we, we're able to do the work so that we can pass that down to uh, the next generation mm. so they can have a foundation and they can say that, you know, marriage, it is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us it is good. Mm-hmm. It's not good for man to be alone. Although there are some people who decide that they don't want to be married. And that is fine. But those of us who are in our marriages should do everything that we could possibly do to protect, respect, and invest in our marriages. Mm-hmm. I think, Carlos, um, as I was listening to what you say, um, marriage really is work. Um, Unfortunately, I think we think of work sometimes as being just this long, drawn out, hard, uncomfortable, I don't want to do this sort of process. And as I was listening to you just describe all of the things that you and Catherine do, it's work, but it's work in a good way. And it's kind of exciting. I don't know that Chris and I ever really we've never really done that. And I think that it's important to have those parameters and those definitions of what you value, what you um, are going to stand for, what you're not going to allow to happen. Um, it's kind of exciting to to think about that. And I think for anyone out there who is newly married or thinking about getting married, you know, start this off with intentionality. Yes. Start it from the beginning. Absolutely. And um, I think work is not going to seem so hard mm-hmm. or boring or difficult or another word. Um, I think those are great words. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. You don't need another word. Those are great words. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think um, to your point, starting uh, from the beginning is, is, is important. I also feel like those, there, are, there are probably a lot of people that are listening that are, are well into their marriage. And, um, I would just encourage people to realize that it's never too late, um, Absolutely. to where, wherever you're at, wherever you're at with your family, wherever you're at with your spouse, uh, it's never too late to be very intentional and to put your heart out there and to really dedicate yourself, uh, to that person and, um, really, um, try to maximize uh, that relationship and prioritize is really what, what we're talking about uh, because it's so difficult. We had a long conversation before we even started this podcast (laughs) about prioritization and uh, for a lot of people out there that, that work um, that need to work for a living and um, how that plays into the prioritization of your marriage and how that plays in the prioritization of your, your family, uh, your children and everything else that you have in your, um, in your world. Um, being a power couple takes, uh, a prior, uh, prioritization and maybe 
shoots it up a couple rungs. Well, uh, you know, Catherine and I were talking about. I want to give you this example. So our home that we have now, of course, we've been in it now for years, but there was a part of our foundation that was sinking. And so we actually had to shore up that foundation, even mm-hmm. though we've been living there for years. It was sinking because we had little rodent, rodents burying out the foundation and, and it was getting cracked. Jeez. So we had to bring in professionals to actually make it more secure, make it more stable. Mm-hmm. So whenever you go out and look for a home, I think most people just automatically assume that the foundation is stable. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Because we go in, we want to know how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, is mm-hmm. it convenient well, for yeah, a lifestyle? We're looking at all the, the, looking fluff. At all the fluffy yeah. stuff. Right. Right. But the foundation mm-hmm. is the most important mm-hmm. because Absolutely. it's like, what allows you to stand, the house it. to stand on. on. So yeah. you have to develop, I believe, you have to develop a foundation that yep. your marriage can stand on no matter what. And oftentimes, even if you've been in the game, marriage for a while, if the foundation is sinking, it can be repaired. Mm-hmm. Bring in the investment and the professionals that mm-hmm. can sure up that foundation so that all the fluff stuff can stand. Absolutely. But you mm-hmm. need that foundation, yeah. right? So that's where you talk about the value system, the non-negotiables, the marriage protection strategies that you put in place. That's your foundation. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to allow you to stand against anything that comes in your marriage. And that's when you know when you can respect and protect your marriage when that foundation is secure. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really good segue into another question that that I wanted to throw out there. You know, we're talking a lot about getting that foundation. We're talking a lot about what a power couple means and what, how it's defined and how we maximize that power. But we all know that there is, it's a battle. <laughs> this, there, there is adverse, adversity uh, to Sonia's point. There's, a, there's anyone who's listening to this right now and has been married for, you know, three months, <laughs> let alone three years, knows you're going to, if you haven't lived with that person beforehand and you're getting married, now you're living with them or um, you're just, you're, you're being put into a situation where you've never lived with it. And all of a sudden you have this person you're committed to You're li- there's all of these challenges. But if someone wants to be um, dedicated, intentional, be a power couple, what are some of the things that they can look out for that could hinder them from being a power couple? What are some of those uh, adversities that you can run into and, and sort of, you know, I don't want to get too deep. We don't have um, all day on, on this particular podcast. I'm sure we're going to get into it um, in, in further podcasts. But when those adversities come, like, what do we, what can we do um, to, to battle those? You know, when, 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 when something comes into our, our lives and our relationship, whether it's a family related or, or related to uh, just that spot, what are some of those things that we can look at that, that works against us mm-hmm. as a power couple? May I? May sure. I? Are y'all good? Absolutely. Yes. So as you were going through that, Chris, here's the picture or the vision that came to mind. If you are real good, at identifying your enemy and you know their weaknesses, 
you know what they like, you know how they come at you. When you can start to identify that, then you're able to fight that off. Know your enemy. Know your enemy. Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's one of your enemies, right? Finances mm. can be an enemy. If you don't know, but I like, but I like money, Carlos. <laughs> I like money. <laughs> I like to spend you money. Like to spend money, no. right? Okay. Even though we don't have any, I like it, <laughs> oh. right? Because money can look good. We can be driven toward money, but if we don't know how to handle money, it becomes an enemy. Mm. And if we don't put ourselves in a position of learning how to handle money, and our spending habits as a couple, and get this, where did we learn our spending habits from? Where did they come from? Mm -hmm. So that we can understand that there's a pattern that we may need to break. So diving deep into that enemy to where you say, okay, no, that's the enemy. We're not even going down that road from a financial standpoint. We're not going to put ourselves in a position to where we're hurting for money and we're overspending and we don't care about our credit because it will catch up with you years down the road. Mm -hmm. And and if you could do that right at the onset of your marriage, Mm. oh my God, that man, you can start harnessing power from a financial standpoint. What do you think about negative language being an enemy? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I've seen where that's torn individuals down mm-hmm. and um, it really can break break your spouse's spirit if you're mm. uh, you know throwing negative language around so changing that language that can be that could be a definite hindrance or mm-hmm. an enemy that is an enemy uh, I believe that we're here to lift our spouses up and there's gonna mm-hmm. be some things about our spouses that it may irritate us or why are they doing that but understanding the place where they may come from, that may be what they grew up with. Yeah. Yep. Is that kind of negative language. So how do you all put yourself in a position of educating yourself regarding language? And how does it make not only just how you feel, but how does it actually impact your spirit? Mm. What does that look like? Mm. And have, do you ever have conversations to dream, to visualize what your marriage looks like? Do you ever, mm. I love what we had said prior to this. Someone says, when do we just press pause mm-hmm. on life? Yeah. Mm. And just, it's just us two. And we're just kind of dreaming and talking and figuring out what our lives look like. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, now, now we can press it again and move forward. Mm-hmm. But the language is mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. It tells us that we have the power of life and death in our tongues. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. reminds me of, um, I don't know if, if you guys remember, we had um, done some conversations, initial podcasts with some members of the community group. And, and, Two members of our community group, and those of you who are listening right now, and the, the first time they hear the, uh, the word community group, this let me just tell you, this will be the first of many times we'll bring <laughs> up the community group because we love our community. But uh, there were two friends of ours that had mentioned, to your point, where every night they have 
basically, and they have children, they have a lot of children in their house. Every night at a specific time, all of the children know that this is their time. And I don't know how long it is, but at this particular time, it is just for the two of them, and the children are not to be in their room. They're... I don't know what they're doing in the room, but <laughs> we're going to, you know, I, but anyway, it's just for them. I don't know if you remember. Oh, I do remember. Okay. That. And so not only is that intentional, right, but it's doing what you're talking about doing. And it is just the two of them and whether they're just spending that time talking to each other about the relate, it could be, it could be anything. <laughs> it could be them praying together. It could be them just I wanted to talk to you about this and I wanted to wait for this moment because I knew this moment was happening and this was the time that I could spend and and because it's so busy in their household. Mm -hmm. But at that particular time of night, whether the kids needed to be doing their homework together or whatever, it was just for them. And I mean, that seems unfathomable (laughs) for, for, for myself and for Sonia to be able to, to, to try to, to try to do that. But I think that was, that's just one example of of maybe what you're talking about. So if I may, I believe our children are a gift from God. Absolutely. I think we all believe that. Absolutely. I think we may overgift them. I'm an overgifter. <laughs> My name is Sonia, and I'm an overgifter. Overgifters anonymous. <laughs> right. Our children become our priority, mm-hmm. and everything in our world revolves around that child or those children. Absolutely. When according to the way God had structured it is he's first, right? Then our spouses, then our children. And if we can always keep that strategy or that hierarchy in line or intentional, Mm -hmm. it makes it so much easier. And here's what we're doing. We're training our children. That's right. Yeah. So when they get in relationships, they understand that their spouse is first. That's right. And then their children. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it raises the probability that they will have a healthy marriage because we've trained them to understand that marriage is the first institution and the priority in the family. Mm -hmm. And you set that example. Um, I remember... Uh, Carlos and I, well, our kids are older now, but we used to have family meetings. And then Carlos and I used to have an hour of power. Mm-hmm. And that's where we, we would just talk about anything and what's on our mind. And Oh, we uh, had a, some oh, good power. To oh, we, we have some good power the there. Power. It doesn't hey, always hey. lead. <laughs> does not always lead to that. But okay. It doesn't always, but, but when it does. But it's power. our time. Right. But the children would know that. And so I think if you communicate that and they begin to start to see that pattern and like how mom and dad spent their time together, whether it's, you know, morning, you have to figure out what's the best time that works for you all. And then once you figure that out, make that commitment and be intentional and be able to communicate that with your children. And they began to, you know, respect that. I remember um, the kids when I was like, mom and dad, they're, Either they're going, they think it's a date or whatever, but we know it's our hour power, our time to be together Mm -hmm. so that they would know. And they start to get that in their mind. That becomes their routine Mm -hmm. and understanding that. So it's still a way of passing down 
good, healthy relationship, good, healthy dialogue and conversation, which is so important. And I think our generations, younger generations need that. Mm. For sure. I think um, back to the uh, back to the question that um, is, you know, what basically, you know, is is maybe attacking or, or hindering us from being a uh, a power couple. I would say complacency is a huge is a oh, huge one. Mm-hmm. Um and I think complacency is something that could be one of the biggest um sort of battles mm-hmm. for for a lot of people. Um for myself um and just talking to other people. It's you know, not just in marriage, but in general, um, you, 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 you feel like you're in, like you're in, you're doing the right thing. You've, 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 you've got a marriage, you've got kids, you've got a job, you're providing for, um, for them and everything's just kind of going great. And you just sort of like put it into neutral, right? And you just sort of like let it float. And we talked about being intentional. And if you let that float and you put it on autopilot and you become complacent, a lot of things that are going on in the background that you just don't realize. And you have to constantly be working and looking out and, and not just, and, and not getting sucked into the, uh, you know, to, to being into this status at work, right. Mm. Which is going to work against the things that are going to be the most important. You know, you got to realize what's most important and, you know, it, there's all these cliches and you hear these, all these stories and you, it's, you know, uh, the, the guy who gets on his deathbed and, 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 you know, regrets that he didn't spend more time with his family and never, you'll never regret that you didn't, that, you know, you should have worked more. You should have gotten, you know, executive vice president at whatever, you know, you'll never regret that. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Right. When you're in the moment <laughs> and, and things are, you know, sort of going and they're going good and this is happening. I think when things are going good, I think that is really when we need to be the most intentional. Yes. You know, it's, it's when things are going bad and you're like, oh gosh, what am I doing wrong? And I need to be doing this and I need to be doing this. And that's great. You probably should be doing those things. But when things are going great, don't get complacent. Right. Continue to be intentional. Continue to do the right things. Continue to, to work on your marriage, to work on your your motherhood, your fatherhood, and, and your relationships. Agree. So. Can I throw a challenge out there yes. to everybody? Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> no challenge. No. Can you imagine? Uh, Can you imagine? Challenge. Can you write it down? Let me see if I'm okay. Okay, I'll throw the challenge out there to all listeners. There How you about go. that? There. I'll take it too, I promise. So over the last year, how have you invested in your marriage so that it doesn't, be, it doesn't become complacent? So when I look at investments, what books have you read regarding marriage? How about how many books have you bought? <laughs> how many books? Are you? Okay, a lot. You got to read them. Sorry, you got to read them. Or how many studies have you gone through regarding marriage? How many retreats or workshops have you gone through regarding your marriage? How many discussions have you had in your community regarding marriage? 
Hmm. How many podcasts have you been <laughs> listening to <laughs> regarding marriage? Right? Uh, everybody's like, one. What? <laughs> I got one hour under my belt. But you look at the time that you invest in your marriage and you compare it against continuing ed classes you get on your job or how many oil changes or maintenances you've had for your car Mm. or things that you've done in your house to maintain your house to make sure that it is up to code or up to standard. And if you're struggling, with like, what have we done mm. to make sure that we're not complacent in our marriage? Because I think one of the things that Catherine taught me was we're lifelong learners. As long as we're in this marriage, we're continuing to be learners. We have never arrived in our marriage because we always feel like we can take our marriage to the next level. We can always do something to enhance our, enhance our marriage. I can always do something to better serve her. But I've got to put myself in an environment to learn that, to understand that, to be receptive to that so that I don't become complacent. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can I get real for a second? Please. Compare that, all of those things you just listed. How many times have I done this? How many times have I done this? To how many times... You've checked Instagram to see the amount of likes you've got on a photo you posted. How many likes did you get on the video you posted on Facebook? How many people viewed my snap? How many views do I got on YouTube? Wow. Are you, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Because I know that only takes a second, but those seconds add up and those seconds are taken away. From what's most important, which should be what you're talking about. And that's such an external view of mm-hmm. what's important mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it really should be an internal that's right. view of what's most important. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's good. I feel like I'm talking too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> you are full of wisdom. But I, no, this, this, this power couple subject or issue is so important. Because we see so many marriages that are in challenging situations and oftentimes they don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's why it takes a community Mm -hmm. to really build healthy relational marriages, uh, relationship marriages. Mm -hmm. And to just be open and honest and raw and real like we're doing Mm -hmm. um, because that is so important to be able to. You can't you can't be on this little island by yourself and and just say between Carlos and I, we're just going to talk about it and it'll be OK. You know, books that we've read, we've done it ourselves, but we've also gone to retreats where other couples have been there. Mm-hmm. And we listen to a podcast or we have small groups outside of the community group to discuss, um, you know, maybe challenges that we may be having or had. Like, how are you handling your kids on this type of subject? and and um, and things of that nature. That's so important for us to be able to do that. I think a lot of times we live in a society where everything needs to look good. Your family needs to be in a good situation. You can't put forth the realness that's going on. And so I think it's extremely important to 
have someone or a couple or a community where you can discuss the hard things with mm-hmm. because that's where you learn. Yeah. Um, you can't just keep it all yourself. Yeah. Um, what are they going to think about me? And what are they going to think about me? Oh, I can't tell that. My yeah. child did this. Yes. Or, oh, we're really not getting along. Well, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. It's okay because more than likely there's 10 other families out there or couples or whatever that are dealing with exactly the same thing. So, so I think it takes so much energy to keep the facade up. Oh, absolutely. More so than it does to talk about it. To talk about it. And that's why, I mean, we've had real conversations, right, about right. parenting. Absolutely. Between each other, mm-hmm. what that looks like. Yep. But it's it's so. It's freeing. It's refreshing. It's, so refreshing. it's refreshing that we mm. have community that we can have these conversations with that's right and you guys give us strategies that can help or you guys pray into that situation for us that means more to us than anything sure Mm -hmm. or if we're having parental parents that are actually having health challenges how do we do that you know or financials Mm -hmm. how do we do that and if, if we're not real and raw about the challenges that we're going through we can find ourselves in challenging situations that will cause us to break fall up, apart, fall mm-hmm. apart, divorce. Right. We've grown apart. Right. And that was never the intent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we've covered a lot um, on this, on this podcast and uh, I'm going to wrap it up right now because uh, we're, we're kind of running up against the time, but if you've listened all the way through again, thank you uh, for this. Uh, we're, I can't tell you how much this means to us, um, to do this in general and be able, you know, to, um, to spend this time together, but also that you spent this time listening to what we have. And we hope that you were impacted by this. And of course, if you were, please, um, join, uh, the other podcasts that we we have, uh, ahead uh, we've got a lot more stuff to come. We've got non-negotiables. We've got all kinds of uh, stuff uh, in the works, and we're super excited about it, and we hope that uh, this means uh, a lot to you. And uh, and uh, I think that's any, anything else we want to say to sign off on, on this. Power couples rock. <laughs> there we go. Let's get powered up. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, and supported. Please listen and subscribe to our other Power Pods as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations, and your marriage to the next level. Enjoy your day and power up.